Hi, I'm Sally Lucas. Our staff provide the best value for your holiday experience. Contact us today on 49298600 or visit our website, travelonking.com.au, to create your dream. We're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King. And, well, it's always nice to find out about countries that you don't know an awful lot about. And that's what we're going to do today, Sally Lucas. It certainly is, Jane. And even before I went away to Greece and Oman recently, everyone would say, Oman, now where is that? Everyone was not quite sure where Oman was. And it is quite a large country as, as one of the Middle Eastern countries, not as large as Saudi Arabia, which abuts it. Yemen's to the south, Saudi's to the west. And then Abu Dhabi and Dubai are just two tiny little specks on the coast of Oman. So that's to give you an idea to put it in perspective. So it, it's, a, it's large, a large country. It's a large country. So I was only in Muscat, in the surrounds of Muscat, which is more to the northern part of the country, um, about two-thirds of the way up the country, if you could say that. Interesting city because it doesn't really have a CBD as such. It's very spread out over about 30 kilometres, but you've got little areas like the Souk area, the Mutra Souk, and the Souks are always fascinating in these countries to wander through the shops, the little shops They're in the, the arcades. Old markets and yeah. shops. Shops, yeah, yeah, undercover and um, selling anything and everything, you know, from food to clothing to artefacts to whatever. So, yeah, that that part was interesting. And while we were there, just right opposite the harbour, and there were these two, I mean, massive. They almost looked like the size of cruise liners. And one was the uh, the current Sultan. Well, he's been the Sultan for many, many years. Um, I think he's reigned for something. He's in his eighties now, and he's reigned, I think, since he's in about his twenties. Um, and so that one of them was his private yacht. It was massive, absolutely unbelievable. He could have plenty of friends aboard that. Yes, I don't know what he does with it. He's not married, so, you know, I don't know who he'd have on board, but lots of, I'm sure lots of keepers. I'm sure there are lots of friends. <laughs> lots of friends. And he has an amazing, he loves horses, and he's got this most amazing equestrian area. Um, just, you know, unbelievable. A very good-looking man. Even now, they say maybe he's had a bit of work done, I don't know. But he, he's a, certainly for his age, he is a very striking-looking man, and they've always got, you know, portraits of him everywhere, and he's revered almost by the Omani people. The Omani people themselves are extremely polite, like, you know, always bowing and nodding and thank you, ma'am, thank you, sir. You know, it's this very, very polite people. Um, it is, of course, a, a Muslim state as well, but it's not, uh, you know, you don't have to wear a hijab or anything. You find a lot of Muslim women just wear the scarves or you can choose what you want to do. So it's not like it's forced upon you. Um, then you, you certainly you can drive cars and do anything else that you want. So it's not as like woman, that. As a woman, you mean? As a woman, As yes. well as as a man. Yes, because in some countries, as you know, like Saudi and so on, the women can't mm -hmm. drive cars and do have to wear the full, you know... Regalia. Regalia, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So it's a very diverse country. It's renowned for its diving. It's got turquoise waters. Of course, you've got heaps of desert, but so have we. And they do have to the north, which our friends said, look, next time you come, number one, come in winter, please. Every time we visit them, when they're in Dubai and then in Muscat, it's been summer. 47 and 48 was the average daytime temperature. And does it actually change in winter? Down to about the mid-20s, okay, mid to high 20s. They, they have outdoor barbies and, you know, do all their outdoor stuff between about November and March. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got to organise it to go back when it's not summer. But we've always been going to somewhere else where we want to go for the good weather there and we tack them on at the end, you know. So I said, we've promised next time we'll really go. And they said, if we go, if you go right to the north to Musandam, they've even got fjords. Now, you don't think of a Middle Eastern country having fjords. 
got mm. a huge mountain range as well. Um, Jabal Akbar is a really high mountain, about 2,090 metres, and very, very circuitous, windy road that goes up. It used to be apparently very dangerous because it was dirt and had no barriers, but it's now sealed and has barriers. But they still only let you go up in a four-wheel drive and you must put it into low gear to come down or in four-wheel drive because it is. And when you get up there, this Sake Plateau, S-A-I-Q, um, there's Diana's Lookout. And apparently Diana went there, which I was not aware of. Princess Diana. Yes. From and, England, huh? Yes. Yeah. And so they've got this lookout named after her. And you look out over this and it's you're up so high, high as you can go anyway, and there's all this terraced gardens that are way off in the distance. They look so small. But if we went there in winter, they'd be covered with roses. And they make a lot of rose oil and rose water and rose products as well there. Um, but getting back to the city, as I said, it's it's very spread out. And um, we went to the mosque, the famous uh, mosque, which is named after the Sultan, a most magnificent, magnificent building. I mean, the chandeliers were stupendous. I mean, the money that goes into building. But even all the mosques we saw, the domes were also beautiful, uh, really amazing. Uh, didn't get to all the museums, but we went to the National Museum, and that was fascinating too because it tells you the the whole history of Oman in a little video where you can sit and learn a little bit, which I did with the strong uh, um, affiliation to Britain that they've had for many years, and also Zanzibar, which was once the capital of Oman, which is really interesting. So a very, very interesting country, interesting people, and we had six days there, but you could certainly even spend more than that if you were wanting to cover, you know, from north to south, whereas we were really only based in and around Muscat. Yes, so plenty to see. Oman sounds like a great place to go. Mm. We haven't finished with Oman. We're coming back to the capital, Muscat. <laughs> we haven't quite finished, Jane, no. The other thing we went and had a look at other than the Grand Mosque was the Opera House, which was only completed, I think, about 2011 or 12. Um, magnificent, magnificent building, again, where no money has been spared. And apparently the Sultan wanted this built because he is a lover of classical music and loves opera and theatre and so on. So, um, But he's never been to a performance where the public is, but we suspect that he probably just has private showings. Well, why not? In your magnificent opera house that you've just, you, well, had a hand in making. Happen. Yes, and they've had engineers from all over the world apparently combined because it was such an engineering feat because everything can be moved from these ornate panels in the ceiling. Everything's hydraulic and even the little balconies that jut out can be pushed back in and they can move the stage and then the organ. My God, 4,542 pipes. Wow. It's massive and it can be moved as well and it can make just about any musical note as well as being an organ. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as I said, no expense is spared and we did a tour of that, which is worthwhile doing as well. The National Museum, as I've mentioned, the mosque most definitely. You wouldn't believe it. This couple were behind us and wanted to take a photo for us because, you know, one had to take a photo of the forest. She said, we'll take a photo for you. I thought, oh, that's an Aussie accent, which was very rare to find, actually. And we started chatting. And where did they come from originally? Brankston. Oh, and she said, we're in Brisbane now. And she said, oh, we miss your travel program. We used to love it. Can you believe that in a mosque in Oman? I mean, That's where you meet people. Isn't the world small? <laughs> oh, anyway, there are lots of lovely forts throughout Oman as well where you can see that they were there built on hills with typical looking like parapets and castles. And, you know, you've got like an oasis of date palms. There's date palms everywhere. And they're greening the whole city up because they are wanting to encourage tourism. Um, and that's going to be an ongoing basis and there's a new airports in, being built at the moment as well so they really are looking to to bring tourism into our 
Oman. Very peaceful country, as I said, and has strong ties with um, England, as I've mentioned already as well, and Zanzibar. So fascinating place to go. Um, you know, whether you want adventure, um, that you can do hikes and walks, you can go swimming. We did a lovely sunset sail one afternoon, which was beautiful. I mean, the sunsets, as you can imagine, with that huge big sun and, and the hotter temperatures are incredible. But I would certainly say don't be silly and go when we went. Go between even October, maybe, you know, November through till about March is probably your, your best time to go and get those nice 20s into maybe early 30s at most so you can enjoy being outdoors. Excellent. Muscat in Oman. Now, you've got a couple of things about insurance that you'd like to I just would mention. like to mention this, Jane. It just only came across um, our desk this this week, um, but Thailand's Ministry of Tourism is reportedly preparing a plan that um, they're going to check insurance documents on arrival as a part of a crackdown to reduce the costs of foreign nationals seeking treatment in Thailand's hospitals. And apparently it's, been, it's costing the Thai health system more than $115 million a year. Um, so, it, And it's not just your little emergency assistance card that you often get given. You will need to take an actual physical copy of your policy to prove how much medical insurance you are covered for. And this is something we will talk about in more detail in another program, Jane, because I thought I'd go through and just check all the countries now that are insisting on this, and it would be a good thing to take a note of and so that you're aware that, especially with credit card, a lot of people take out you know, insurance because they get it free on a credit card. They don't ever get given a copy of a policy, though, so they're going to have to be very beware, if you mm. like, and make, make sure, sure you do. they mm. do get a written copy of a policy from their provider. But mm. anyway, we'll talk about that in more detail another time. And the other thing I thought I'd just mention, Jane, coming up before we know it, we're halfway through the year just about now, Christmas will be upon us, next thing, and then before Christmas you've got schoolies week. So there's a couple of interesting options rather than you might want your kids just to go and, you know, stay on the Gold Coast or, you know, just party, do something that's more interesting and more rewarding as well. And there's a Nepal schoolies Everest trek, which is on the 25th of November, which sounded really, really interesting. So they do, you know, have a lot to do with the Sherpa culture. They meet, you know, Buddhist monks at the Tangbashe Monastery. Um, they give them plenty time to acclimatise as well. It's a camping trek and you get the three meals a day and everything is, is there as well. And you get time in Kathmandu as well to do a bit of shopping, etc. So that's something to consider if you've got kids or grandkids. Mm, wonderful and, experience. Oh, marvellous experience. And the other one is another company has got um, a program going into Vietnam and they've got what they call a parentis tour as well. So the kids go and they do more uh, voluntary work and all that sort of thing while the parents just have a nice time and they meet up with the kids every now and again along the way and fly over with them and fly back of course so that the parents can have a holiday as well as the as well as the schoolies doing something that will be helpful to the community of Vietnam so two interesting options there anyway. Hot deals what's happening in the current travel marketplace as we talk travel Sally Lucas for our sponsor Travel on King. Certainly, Jane. Um, firstly, I have got a couple of fly cruise options. One's Vietnam and the Philippines. So this is valid until the 28th of June. And that starts from under $3,500. And you fly to Singapore with Qantas, have a couple of nights. Then you do a delightful cruise going through Vietnam, Hong Kong, the Philippines and Malaysia, Kota Kinabalu in particular. 
nice time to go and do a little bit of Christmas shopping mm. just before Christmas because it departs on the 12th of November. So there you go. There's another one doing China and Vietnam. Um, it was a little bit, that was a 16 night in total, that one. This is 14 nights. It goes on the 14th of November. Again, a bit of Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. And that's with economy class airfare to Hong Kong. And you get three nights pre-cruise accommodation in Hong Kong and nine nights on the ovation of the seas from Hong Kong to Singapore, again, going via Vietnam. So a couple of interesting fly cruise options there for you. While we're in Asia, sort of, or Indian, sort of Asia subcontinent, the Maldives, which is always uh, Maldives, is I think is probably the correct pronunciation. This is on sale to the 30th of June, and it's a five-night package with Singapore Airlines, then return seaplane transfer um, to the island and um, staying at the South Ahari Atoll, and it's a five-star resort. So that's really wonderful. Includes breakfast, and that is under also under $3,500 ex-Sydney. Um, Aurora Expeditions, they've got a sale that starts, uh, started rather on the 1st of June and ends on the 31st of July where you can save up to US $1,500 per person on selected 2017-18 Antarctica Expeditions, not Exhibitions, Expeditions. So just keep that in mind if you've still got Antarctica on your bucket list. which I still have, even though I've been there once. I'd love to go again. (laughs) It's still on my bucket list. Um, Rocky Mountaineer have come out with some early bird deals if you're thinking of travelling next year. And they've got savings there of up to $1,000 per couple in added value where you spend it on sightseeing, transfers, dining, hotels, etc. So that's also another one to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. And also for those who like a bit of the white stuff, um, they're doing a snow train to the Rockies this year as well over the winter months, which will go from the end of November through to April. And you actually have five nights hotel accommodation, one night on the train, and you're doing like the Malign Canyon Ice Walk, you're doing sleigh rides at Lake Louise, all sorts of interesting bits and pieces on that as well. So if you'd like to go and have a little winter holiday. I think that would be delight. It's such a pretty part of the world, the Rockies. It really is. You know why people have to go there. It's you just. It is like the pictures show what it is. You know <laughs> I'm what sure I mean. It's even so, better. Yeah, well, it probably is. And lastly, Jane, if you want to go to Latin America, Contours uh, are offering independent travellers a two hundred and fifty dollar discount per person on any Latin American itinerary you book, valued over two thousand dollars per person, and so long as you book by thirty June. And, of course, that's still on my bucket list as well to go back to South America. <laughs> so Such a big continent, isn't it? And there's just so many delightful countries to see and do. And Galapagos as well, that's still there as well on my bucket list. Uh, and the world, the world it, is It keeps still, growing, Jane, mm, doesn't it? It keeps growing. There's more to see. There's more know, to do. more to do. But isn't that good? of doing it. Yeah. Isn't that lovely. great? Yeah. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll talk travel again next Friday. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.